0: Chapter 3 of Wolfbane by Frederick Pohl and C.M. Kornbluth This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Engineering had long ago come to an end. Engineering is possible under one condition of the equation. Total available calories divided by population equals artistic technological style. When the ratio of calories to population is large, say 5,000 or more, 5,000 daily calories for each living person. Then the artistic, technological style is big. People carve Mount Rushmore. They build great foundries. They manufacture enormous automobiles to carry one housewife half a mile for the purchase of one lipstick. Life is coarse and rich when the C colon P is large. At the other extreme, when the C colon P is too small, life does not exist at all it has starved out. Experimentally, add little increments to the C colon P, and it will be some time before the right-hand side of the equation becomes significant. But at last, in the 1,000 to 1,500 calorie range, artistic technological style firmly appears in a self-perpetuating form. C colon P in that range produces the small arts, the appreciations the peaceful arrangements of necessities into subtle relationships of traditionally agreed-upon virtue think of japan locked into its shogunate prison with a hungry population scrabbling food out of the mountainsides and beauty out of the arrangements of lichens the small inexpensive sub sub arts are characteristic of the one thousand to fifteen hundred calorie range and this was the range of earth the world of ten billion men when the planet was stolen by its new binary. Some few persons inexpensively studied the study of science, with pencil and renewable paper, but the last research accelerator had long since been shut down. The juice from its hydropower dam was needed to supply meager light to a million homes, and to cook the pablum of two million brand-new babies. In those days, one dedicated Byzantine wrote the definitive encyclopedia of engineering, though he was no engineer. Its 420 tiny volumes examined exhaustively the engineering feats of ancient Greece and Egypt, the Wall of T, the Gothic Builders, Brunel who changed the face of England, the Roeblings of Brooklyn, Groves of the Pentagon, Duggan of the Shelter System before c colon p dropped to the point where war became vanishingly implausible laverne of operation up but the encyclopedist could not use a slide rule without thinking faltering jotting down his decimals and then the magnitudes grew less under the tectonic and climatic battering of the great abduction of earth from its primary under the sine wave advances to and retreats from the equator of the ice sheath As the small successor suns waxed, waned, and died, and were replaced, the ratio C colon P remained stable. C had diminished enormously, so had P. As the calories to support life grew scarce, so the consuming mouths of mankind grew less in number. The forty five small suns shone on no engineers. Not even on the binary, perhaps. The pyramids. The things on the binary the thing on Mount Everest they were not engineers they employed a crude metaphysic based on dissection and shoving they had no elegant field theories all they knew was that everything came apart and that if you pushed a thing it would move if your biggest push would not move a thing you took it apart and pushed the parts and then it would move sometimes for nuclear effect they had to take things apart into three times 109 pieces and shove each piece very carefully by taking apart and shoving then they landed one of their spaceships on the burnt-out sunlit four human beings were on that ship they meditated briefly on connectivity and died screaming a point of new flame appeared on the sunlit surface and the spaceship scrambled for the binary the point of flame went from cherry through orange into blue-white and began to spread at the moment of the recreation of the sun there was rejoicing on the earth not quite everywhere though in wheeling's house of the five regulations glenn tropile waited unquietly for death citizen boyne who had run amok and slaughtered the baker shared tropile's room and his doom but not his rage boyne with demure pleasure was composing his death poem Talk to me, snapped Tropile. Why are we here? What did you do, and why did you do it? What have I done? Why don't I pick up a bench and kill you with it? You would have killed me two hours ago, if I'd caught your eye. There was no satisfaction in Citizen Boyne. The passions were burned out of him. He politely tendered Tropile the famous aphorism, Citizen, the art of living is the substitution of unimportant, answerable questions. For important unanswerable ones come let us appreciate the newborn sun. he turned to the window where the spark of blue-white flame in what had once been the crater of Tycho was beginning to spread across the charred moon tropile was child enough of his culture to turn with him almost involuntarily he was silent that blue-white infinitesimal up there growing slowly the oneness the calm rapture of being in the universe that you shaded into without harsh discontinua the being one with the great blue-white gemflower flower blossoming now in the heavens that was no different stuff than you yourself he closed his eyes calm and meditated on connectivity he was being good by the time the fusion reaction had covered the whole small disk of the sunlit a quarter of an hour at the most his meditation began to wear off. Tropile shrugged out of his torn parka, not bothering to rip it further. It was already growing warm in the room. Citizen Boyne, of course, was carefully opening every seam with graceful rending motions, miming great and smooth effort of the biceps and trapezius. But the meditation was over, and as Tropile watched his cellmate, he screamed a silent, Why? Since his adolescence, that wailing syllable had seldom been far from his mind. It could be silenced by appreciation and meditation. Tropile's specialty was water-watching, and he was so good at it that several beginners had asked him for instruction in the subtle art, in spite of his notorious oddities of life and manner. He enjoyed water-watching. He almost pitied anybody so single-mindedly devoted to, say, clouds and odors. Great game though it was, that he had never even tried water watching. And after a session of watching, when one was lucky enough to observe the nine boiling stages in classic perfection, one might slip into meditation and be harmonious, feel good. But what did one do when the meditations failed, as they had failed him? What did one do when they came further and further apart, became less and less intense? could be inspired finally only by a huge event like the renewal of the Sun one went amok he always thought but he had not Boyne had he had been declared a son of the wolf on no evidence that he could understand yet he had not run amok still the penalties were the same he thought uncomfortably aware of the familiar itch not the inward intolerable itch of needing the advantage but the localized sensation at the base of his spine the penalties for all gross crimes wolfhood or running amok were the same and simply this they would perform a lumbar puncture he would make a donation of spinal fluid he would be dead the keeper of the house of five regulations an old man citizen harmaine looked in on his charges approvingly at boyne with a beclouded expression at Glen Tropile. It was thought that even wolves were entitled to the common human decencies in the brief interval between exposure and the donation of fluid. The keeper would not have dreamed of scowling at the detective wolf, or of interfering with whatever wretched imitation of meditation before dying the creature might practice. But he could not all the same bring himself to offer even an assurance of identity gesture. Tropile had no such qualms. He scowled at Keeper Harmaine with such ferocity that the old man almost hurried away. He turned an almost equally ugly scowl upon Citizen Boyne. How dare that knife-murderer be so calm, so relaxed? Tropile said brutally, They'll kill us, you know that? They'll stick a needle in our spines and drain us dry. It hurts. Do you understand me? They're going to drain us, and then they're going to drink our spinal fluid, and it's going to hurt. He was gently corrected. We shall make a donation, Citizen Boyne said calmly. Is not the difference intelligible to a son of the wolf? True Culture demanded that the remark be accepted as a friendly joke, possibly based on a truth. How else would an unpalatable truth be put in words? Otherwise the unthinkable might happen they might quarrel they might even come to blows the appropriate mild smile formed on tropile's lips but harshly he wiped it off they were going to kill him he would not smile for them the effort was enormous I am NOT the son of the wolf he howled desperately knowing that he was protesting to the men of all men in wheeling who didn't care and who could do the least about it if he did What's this crazy talk about wolves? I don't know what a son of a wolf is, and I don't think you or anybody else does. All I know is that I was acting sensibly, and everybody began howling. You're supposed to know the son of a wolf by his unculture, his ignorance, his violence. But you chopped down three people, and I only picked up a piece of bread. And I'm supposed to be the dangerous one. Wolves never know their wolves, sighed Citizen Boyne. Fish probably think they're birds and you evidently think you're a citizen would a citizen speak as you are speaking but they're going to kill us then why aren't you composing your death poem Glenn tropile took a deep breath something was biting him it was bad enough that he was about to die bad enough that he had done nothing worth dying for but what was gnawing at him now had nothing to do with dying The percentages were going the wrong way. This pale citizen was getting an edge on him. An engorged gland in Tropile's adrenals—it was only a pinhead in citizen Boynes—gushed raw hormones into his bloodstream. He could die, yes. That was a skill everyone had to acquire sooner or later. But while he was alive he could not stand to be bested in an encounter, an argument, a relationship. Not and stay alive. Wolf? They called him wolf. Call him operator or percentage player. Call him sharp article. Call him gamesman. If there was an advantage to be derived, he would derive it. It was the way he was put together. He said, for a time, You're right. Stupid of me. I must have lost my head. He thought. Some men think by poking problems apart. Some think by laying facts side by side to compare. Tropile's thinking was neither of these, but a species of judo. He conceded to his opponent such things as strength, armor, resources. He didn't need these things for himself. To every contest, the opponent brought enough of them to supply two. It was Tropile's habit, and wolfish he had to admit, to use the opponent's strength against him, to break the opponent against his own steel walls, he thought the first thing was to make up his mind he was wolf then let him be wolf he wouldn't stay around for the spinal tap he would go from there but how the second thing was to plan there were obstacles citizen boyne was one the keeper of the house of the five regulations was another where was the pole that would permit him to vault over these hurdles there was always his wife gala he owned her she would do what he wished, provided he made her want to do it. Yes, Gala. He walked to the door and shouted to Citizen Harmain, Keeper, I must see my wife. Have her brought to me. It was impossible for the keeper to refuse. He called gently, I will invite the citizeness, and toddled away. The third thing was time. Tropile turned to Citizen Boyne citizen he said persuasively since your death poem is ready and mine is not will you be gracious enough to go first when they when they come citizen boyne looked temperately at his cellmate and made the quirked smile you see he said wolf and that was true but what was also true was that boyne couldn't and didn't refuse end of wolfbane chapter three